now to the superfood that costs nothing and grows freely and requires zero maintenance. It almost sounds too good to be true. Seaweed is one of Aotearoa's most plentiful resources. So why are we overlooking it in our diets? Nutritionist and naturopath Rebecca Goldhurst has a new book. It's called The Seaweed Forager, and it comes out tomorrow. She joins me now. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Jesse. Congratulations. Thank you. It was a a big deal. It took way too long. Did it? Yes, three years to um, gather all that information. Can you give us a bit of your background and how you came upon seaweed as your topic of interest? I think it really began um, studying naturopathy, which incorporates nutrition, and that nutritionally and herbally it's a really commonly used um, medicine. Tell us a bit more about that. Well, in that, guys, we always just called it kelp, and it's used as a a food, particularly because it's high in iodine, and very commonly iodine deficiency um, creates all sorts of conditions for people, and so uh, supplementing people with with kelp would uh, really make a lot of difference to their well-being, and so we'd use it herbally and nutritionally um, as as a medicine. That's a particularly New Zealand problem, isn't it? It is, as as it is um, from Australia, where I'm from, both Australia and New Zealand, the soil is deficient in iodine, and so we're particularly prone to um, having iodine-deficient conditions. Okay, so iodine is one thing. Is it nutritious in other ways? Oh, incredibly. That's what I discovered um, doing this long research, which I did, that culminated into this book, was that it's a very good source of protein, so it's ideal for vegetarians and vegans. And it's high in iron and different varieties, but can be very high in calcium and, and magnesium, just to, just to name a few. Interesting, eh? If New Zealand soil was uh, short of iodine, it seemed like the traditional Māori societies may have been onto something because they actually ate seaweed. It would have been a bit of a supplement for what they were getting from the ground. And what I've discovered is they still do. I was just talking to someone yesterday whose partner is Māori and they they said that they used to go and pick a particular uh, seaweed which they call Karingo and we in our culinary white world would be more inclined to call nori or nori sheets which we wrap around sushi and they called it black gold which is that little soft um, brown seaweed that that lies on the rocks on the seashore. Yeah. Um, how hard is it to actually get the stuff that we see at the beach and turn it into something that you can eat safely and hopefully deliciously? Easy peasy. It's just, I mean, on this, I live on the south coast of Wellington and it's a plethora of um, seaweed varieties here. It's clean because it's a cooked straight, so it's good fresh washing water. And there it is, just lying on the seashore. You don't even necessarily need to go into the water. How do you prepare it? Well, what I would do is to make sure that it was fresh um, from the seaside, either from the water or the, on, the, on the shore. Give it a rinse in the ocean, or if you can't, then rinse it 
you know, when you get home, making making sure all the sand and the and the wigglies are out of it, and then either eat it fresh or dry it. And when you dry it, it lasts a long time as a resource and food and and supplement to have in the kitchen. And if you were to have it um, fresh, it, some of the varieties you can eat as is, or other varieties you would put into your soups or your or your casseroles. Yeah, so that's that's a good start. Um, the Japanese are onto it, eh? Seaweed is a very normal part of the diet over there. Very normal, and they eat typically three to four varieties a day, and up to ten grams. Gosh. And as as we know with the Japanese, they have the statistics of the long life, and part of that's um, put down to seaweed. It's a probiotic, is that right? What does that mean? A probiotic is a substance which prepares and creates a really good environment in your digestion so that you uh, promote a, a healthy bowel. So seaweed is very high in fibre, a lot of insoluble fibres, and they create really good roughage and the environment um, for good microbiomes to be, to be um, proliferating in the bowel, to be growing in the bowel. Can you get it wrong? I'm thinking about mushrooms where you would want to be really careful before you went out foraging for mushrooms and took them home to eat them. But is seaweed a bit safe like that? People always ask these questions. I've been running seaweed workshops on the on the south coast here and inevitably someone will ask that question, but people are particularly interested in it does seem to go into the same basket as mushrooms. But in actual fact, there's no poisonous seaweeds and all of them are edible. They can, there is, a, there is a seaweed in the Pacific which can be very acidic and very upsetting for the tummy. Or if you were to eat old seaweed that's been lying on the, on the sea, seashore, then you, um, can, it can be very disturbing for your stomach, but it's not poisonous. It just is like something that you would eat that is very acidic. Yeah. So you sort of trust your nose, right, when it comes to fresh seaweed. You'll, you'll know because it will look like it's just washed up and it'll probably be wet. Um, anything else to look for? Because it is, is, is a concern and, and you want to either have it live from the ocean or, you know, we've just had a, a storm here in Wellington. I bet on the seashore there would be some beautiful fresh seaweed lying there that's, that's the colour looks really bright, that it's kind of glistening, that there's no bugs around it. It actually goes mouldy and degrades very quickly on the, on the seashore. Uh-huh. So, yeah, just picking something that's like a, a fresh vegetable, I suppose, that you'd be picking from the garden. Yeah, so, um, so maybe while the tide is coming in um, and look for stuff that's just sort of washing up and... Um, Vicky says, I don't know if this is true or not, but she says it's illegal to collect many seaweeds in New Zealand, even if it's collected from the beach. Do you know anything about that, Rebecca? Yes, I have looked into that because that is, of course, a really interesting area. It's, it's if, you're, if it's for personal use and you're just foraging it for yourself, you can take, and, and there are some ethics around foraging, which is that you would only take as much as you need. You wouldn't take yeah. excess because, of course, you want to promote and create and and uh, feed into that sustainable environment. Yeah. And so uh, marine reserves, of course, you wouldn't take anything from marine reserves. 
and then if you're if you're um, foraging it commercially, like there's a few restaurants I know in town that forage it, they they have to get a license, so they apply for a license and they're granted one, and so then they can pick it. And then if it's commercial, which is, there are a few organisations that that um, pick it commercially in New Zealand, they would also have to have a license. Could you give us a recipe? Um... Some tips, maybe a particular type of seaweed that we might come across quite regularly and, and how you would prepare it? So a lot of the times I use seaweed as a as a more like a spice or a complement to a meal. Mm. So if I was to sprinkle um, some, say, Karingo, which is that nori sheet, into um, hummus that I was making it would really enhance the flavours of that hummus. Cool. Yeah. What is the one that I see sometimes? It's sort of a wide, maybe, going to say like an inch and a half wide. It's sort of a deep, sort of brownie green, uh, quite glossy. What would that be? Mm, I think what you might be alluding to is bull kelp, which yeah. looks a bit like a, a seal. And we've got some out here uh, next to the airport, big, long strands of it, and it. And it looks very uh, sensuous uh, floating around in the sea. And in New Zealand, there's, there's five different varieties. And, and, and it's good eating. It's, it's um, big, strong seaweed. So it has been used traditionally to make shoes and to use as a, mm. as a pocket. But, it, but uh, you can use it. You can dry it and break it down as, as a eating um, seaweed as well. Okay. Would you use any seaweeds in a salad, you know, sort of chop them up finely? The traditional one, when you eat Korean or Japanese food that they often use and that's prolific in New Zealand is wakame uh-huh. and it has kind of a green sheen to it and when you um, steam it or just pass it through hot water, it turns that beautiful bright green and then it's quite tender and very flavoursome and if you cut that really finely, Often on the side of sushi or bento boxes or Japanese food, they would cut cut it up very finely and have it just sitting on the side of the meal. Cool. Mm. Love it. And it does sound like something which you're pretty safe to experiment with in small doses. I think so. And the only other problem that I have come by is that, like all new foods, you would want to just go cautiously and just trial it. Mm. And it is a it is a very rich food. It is a superfood, so it is like something that is that is very dense. It's not like eating a piece of bread. It's more more like I suppose eating a mushroom, and it's not something that you'd eat a lot of. And so so just to go cautiously and just introduce it to your to your system and see how you go, and um, and then and then work from there. Yeah, and someone wants to warn about um, cadmium. They say seaweed may contain high levels of it, especially in high-intensity farm runoff areas. It's put on farmland as part of fertiliser. Mm-hmm. And so, hence, always choosing uh, really clean water to to um, pick your seaweed. So I'm really fortunate here because I'm on the Cook Strait, whereas I wouldn't go into the harbour in Wellington and pick seaweed in there because, of course, all of the the runoff, the pollution from ships and boats. Right. So the quality of your water really matters. Yeah, and Claire, and, and Claire wants to remind Auckland people to be careful at the moment because they've just had that massive sewage leak into um, into the ocean. So, yeah, you'd want to be aware of what was happening around you, right? 
Yeah, that's right. The, the, the seaweed is very porous and it does absorb metals and part of that is its nutri- nutritional benefit but also it's going to be absorbing heavy metals so you would always choose a place away from any runoff, any rivers and any harbours where the quality of the water is poor. Hey, nice work. Where can people find your book? Um, in the making, a website, the, the Seaweed Forager, and also it's going to be available in, in bookstores around the country. Good stuff. Congratulations again. Thanks, Jesse. Rebecca Goldhurst, her new book is The Seaweed Forager, and it's out tomorrow.